0: you're listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja, Chris McPeak, will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you, sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how you can incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you are in the right place. Here's your host, author, educator, and karaoke queen, Crispic Peak. Hello everybody and welcome to the Elevate Your 8 podcast. This is a special bonus episode. Oh my gosh, two bonus episodes in two weeks. I must be going crazy. Um, And I'm talking to my very good friend and colleague Doug Ferguson from Delaware County Community College. And we are going to talk a little bit today about the community college lifestyle, but we're also going to talk very specifically about something that's happening today and that is called Giving Tuesday. And if you hashtag it, you're going to find all kinds of cool stuff. But Doug and I both have some connections with this because of what we do, me and my day job and, and Doug as well. So, um, Doug, first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and where you are and what you do and how long you've been doing it?
1: Sure. Well, Chris, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to see you, if not see you in person. Um, I'm the director of alumni and foundation programs for Delaware County Community College just outside of Philadelphia and I've been here for just over eight years. Um, I started this uh, field, if you will, this career at Wyden University just down the road from my undergraduate degree. Um, In my current role as the alumni and uh, advancement officer for the annual fund, uh, we help uh, set up scholarship fundraising events and other donor-related events for alumni to give back over the course of the year in a variety of different ways, whether it's our athletics teams or Phi Theta Kappa, or a bake sale of some sort, we help coordinate specifically outreach to alumni uh, and try and fund different projects throughout the course of the year, uh, whatever the strategic initiative is at that current point. Right now we're doing uh, some food emergency resource bank work with one of our professors. Um, Primary is scholarships and the related uh, logistics of that, of pairing a benefactor with a student who uh, has financial need and ensuring that the student um, does exactly what they're supposed to do to maintain that academic standing and scholarship. And that the donor feels good about the experience so that they contribute to uh, contribute after the fact.
0: You do all that stuff?
1: I do most of that stuff. with a, I work for one vice president, and we share two different uh, part-time support staff people. So we're a small but mighty team.
0: Yeah, we I'll have, say.
1: Have to, uh, we constantly have to adapt and improvise on the fly because we never know what one week is going to bring from the other. Um, and most of us, uh, my vice president and one of our admin assistants are new this year. So they bring a fresh perspective with us um, to see how other places might do it or how an outside, if we've been doing it for a long time, we may want to change certain things. So having that outside perspective has been really helpful this past year, identify gaps in the process where we could do a little bit better or be a little bit more clear in what we're trying to do.
0: Cool. So I find myself sometimes meeting new people outside of higher ed and they ask me like, well, how do you fall into that gig? And it's always funny because it's it's related to something that I did when I was in college. And for me, it was being a resident advisor. So, what about you? Like, how did you fall into this gig of working in
1: higher ed? I was uh, uh, active in student activities and um, not student government, but other uh, clubs and whatnot when I was an undergraduate at Widener. Um, The funny story is, our senior class president went on spring break and decided not to come back. And because I worked in the student life office doing different things like RA work and mailbox stuffing and other things, they just needed a volunteer. And I said, I'm happy to do it. And came with that was, Helping lead the class of at that time class of ninety nine scholarship campaign, and Very I got a feel cool. go for it. And working with the the annual fund office on campus, and that eventually translated six months later into my first full time job. So I went uh, worked during the day in the alumni office, coordinating homecoming reunions and and other projects, while going to school for my master's at night, where I also met my wife at the time. Uh, we just celebrated our fifteen year anniversary. Um, But we both met at Widener and both uh, were working during the day and going to school at night, so that held a special place. I enjoy this kind of work because I enjoy telling stories. I enjoy Mm -hmm. helping donors uh, help students in need here, specifically at the community college. I enjoy hearing people that graduated here 50 years ago, what it was like. Obviously, they didn't have computers, the internet, uh, even classrooms. They were trailer kids, as we call them. They took classes in trailers as the campus was being built, construction trailers. Um, So I just enjoy hearing the history of things, seeing how things have progressed, seeing students come back. Um, Always get a jazz out of graduation, wherever I am, seeing a student that entered two or four years ago to walking across the stage. I just enjoy education, I feel, is one of the most powerful forces in the universe outside of love and money. Um, So anything we can do to advance education for anybody, choose or improve their stasis in life, uh, I'm happy to be a part of.
0: I love that. That is one of the most (laughs) well-said explanations on how somebody landed in a gig like ours. Um, You mentioned that you worked full-time during the day and you went to school at night. So this, of course, ties into the whole theme of this show and my book is this notion of productivity and time management. So what did you do? What tips, skills, hacks did you employ to make sure that you were getting enough sleep and still having downtime um, while you were doing these two full-time things?
1: Well, as I mentioned to you after your recent book came out, um, your chapter on sleep and all the information on there on sleep, I violate every one of your rules. Basically. <laughs> I cannot, uh, either I don't get enough, I have four children, so that, that's always a challenge to some extent. Um, but my brain doesn't always turn off. Um, I'm always getting ideas. I think of my brain as a lawnmower, and sometimes a little crank gets pulled at two, three o'clock in the morning. And most lawnmowers start right away when you pull that crank. And my brain just goes for an hour or two. I've tried writing ideas down um, whenever there's a problem or how do I fix it. Um, I'm always up in the middle of the night, just staring at the ceiling or looking out my window, thinking of how I can solve it. Um, I try to read. I try to do other things to cure that, but I feel that you know I'm up there for a reason. Or the end results have always been good. When I've been stressing about something overnight. They've always led to some sort of personal success or team success, actually, that we've been able to do a little bit better because I'll tell my boss first thing in the morning over my third cup of coffee. um, I've been thinking about this. I think we need to change it. And here's the reason why. And she usually agrees with me because or we do our best thinking in the car too, driving to or from work. We've also had the best ideas where we text each other from time to time. Oh, nice. And solve a current problem. So um, I try not. I try to sleep enough, but just enough to get the rest of the day going and really make an impact on someone's life each given day on campus.
0: Fantastic. Um, so we'll go back to the master's degree thing. So how many, were you in school every single night during the week or just a couple nights a week?
1: No, when I was getting my master's, I was there maybe one or two nights a week. Um, there were no online courses at the time. So I did 34 credits over a two and a half year period. Um, in the master's program at Widener, I got a master's in public administration with an emphasis on nonprofit organizations. I'm currently enrolled in a master, or excuse me, a doctorate program at Widener, which is offered here to administrators, and I'm only in class uh, every other night or every other week, once a week, uh, a big combination of online and physical classes, and then we end on December 6th. I only take one doctorate class at a time uh, because of the work involved, and obviously there's work to be done at my job, and then I have family responsibilities, so juggling those three things, there really aren't enough hours in a day to be effective father, be an effective administrator, and to be an effective student, so I, I sacrifice the student stuff a little bit because that of the three doesn't pay the bills right now. Um, the job does, and, and obviously being a dad and husband does, so I try not to take away from too much of the other two so I can support the third.
0: So what do your weekends look like? Do you do things differently on Saturday and Sunday in so that you can catch up with your schoolwork, or you can spend more time with your kids? Like How does that work?
1: I try and not do any schoolwork unless absolutely unavoidable on either Saturday or Sunday. Um, You know, there's downtime or it's a rainy day or something where we're not doing anything, but I usually try and take at least one weekend day off from everything. I try not to touch a computer on that day and just do dad stuff or, you know, house stuff to some extent Um, like to go to the movies. So I try to go to the movies at least once a month and do that. Um, But it's important for me to go to every sporting event or kids event that I can get to Um, with four kids. We have a very active calendar. Uh, my wife supports me graciously during the week. So I try and do what I can on the weekends. Um, I, I try to do what I I try to work an extra hour each day. I have homework due between like 530 and 630 and get my homework done then because I know I have quiet and I have internet and I can turn the phone off in my office to some extent or I come in very early in the morning and do my homework mm-hmm. uh, in an online class environment. You can chat and do other things um, on your lunch break Has also been a good tool for me. Take a, an hour lunch break and do your homework then uh, and build over the course of a week.
0: Yeah, I just did a podcast episode about um, five ways to make your lunch hour more productive, and that's one of the things I talk about. Is that the lunch hour is a good time to get extra things done that are outside the workplace? Like sometimes I work on the business, or I work on the the podcast, or and I like to watch TV shows too, so I do that as well. Um, and you mentioned movies, so what's the last movie that you saw, and what did you like about it, or not like about it?
1: I just Saw over the weekend, Creed II, uh being in the Philadelphia area. And when a Rocky movie comes out in the Philadelphia area, you are physically required yes. to go see it opening weekend. <laughs> uh, I'm from Philadelphia, I've been down here for uh, nearly 22 uh, years. And again, when Rocky makes an appearance, you have to go and pay respect. So uh, it was Michael B. Jordan, which I'm a big fan of. Um, saw it on Friday night with my brother-in-law and a few neighbors. Uh, we needed a, a man's night out, if you will. And nice having turkey and eating constantly for two days. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Uh, really enjoyed the first one. I'm um, uh, looking forward to a few. I didn't get to see Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't get to see First Man or Star is Born. So I'm really lacking on that front, but I'm looking forward to a few things coming up. Uh, kids are excited about Mary Poppins over the Christmas break. I'm actually excited about Aquaman, I don't know why, coming up as a geek, um, a full yeah, I don't
0: geek. I don't know why either.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, but I feel like I need to give them uh, my money um, and then see, but you know, there's a few things coming on the horizon, um, that I'm just, lo- i actually looking forward to, uh, binging a lot of, uh, Netflix shows and whatnot over the holiday break coming up. I didn't get a chance to over Thanksgiving. Uh, I got a fire stick. So now I'm binging old shows,
0: nice. um,
1: like NYPD blue. I've been watching religiously just about every day for a night. Oh my sp-
0: gosh. Night. Wow.
1: But, uh, I'm in between, uh, binging shows right now, but I'm looking forward to binging some over the holiday break to catch up.
0: So for the listeners, just so that you know, Doug and I totally geek out over popular culture and movies and television. So we are going to do a separate episode, a separate different bonus episode one of these days, and we're just going to kick around our movie and television thoughts because we agree on some things and we don't agree on other things, but we respect each other's um, point of view and, and stance. So um, we have really good conversations about, about this stuff when we get together. So um, I digress from <laughs> the theme of the show really quickly. Make
1: movies great again. I mean, we can all agree on certain things, you know, that that are out there. We can make movies great again. There's a lot of uh, not great things in the cinemas right now. We need to not make so many Mortal Engines or all these other loud, annoying, expensive movies to some extent. And focus more on the, you know, I really enjoyed uh, Crazy Rich Asians over the summer. was really the last good one that I had seen. Uh, I saw Halloween back in October because I'm a diehard uh, Jamie Lee Curtis fan, you know, oh, she's wow. mean to some extent. But there's a lot of garbage out there right now. That if we made one or two less blockbusters every year, and made one or two more. Uh, I hear good things about Beautiful Boy or some of the other art mm-hmm. house type movies that are out there right now. Uh, even The Star is Born, which I haven't seen, but I listened to the soundtrack. Sounds really good. So if we make two more of those every year and a few less of the depressing movies every year, mm-hmm. I think we'd be in better shape.
0: And so the big question, of course, is. And you and i agree on this one is die hard a holiday movie
1: it most certainly is a holiday movie because of three main points and i get this argument every december but number one uh it takes place on christmas eve at a christmas party yes number one it takes place and it gets it done number two it features the great song christmas and hollis as it gets started so you wouldn't play Christmas and Hollis at the 4th of July or Memorial Day or any other holiday. If you're playing Christmas and Hollis, there's a Christmas holiday somewhere within a 24-hour, you know, seven-day period to some extent. That's number three, right. Just, number three, it's just Christmas abound. There are references to Santa Claus. There's Christmas trees. It's a holiday Christmas party. Um, you know, all those things that, you know, it talks about Rudolph and reindeer and all these other things. It just constantly references the holiday over a span of a couple of hours. And it's just a great, and then of course the iconic t shirt of Ho Ho Ho, Now I Have a Machine Gun. I mean, it's just all of these things that the argument that it is not a holiday movie is Bupkiss. And I've even been a fan of Cinemax or one of the cable channels now every Christmas Eve runs the marathon of Die Hard and Die Hard 2. So if that alone doesn't tell you that this is a Christmas movie in the uh, span of like Christmas Vacation or Elf, just like planes trains and automobiles is a thanksgiving type of movie which references thanksgiving
0: mm-hmm.
1: one that wants to bring the heat and say that it isn't i would love to have that debate with you because you're just wrong it's one of the greatest action movies ever created it's one of the greatest holiday movies ever created um and i could really have a, a long and detailed argument as to my platform
0: well okay so the gauntlet has been thrown down listeners if you are out there and you are a believer that Die Hard is not a holiday movie um, come to the show page on my website, which is silverpeakdevelopment.com, and we will set up a lovely debate between you and w- Mr. Ferguson.
1: I welcome all the debaters. I'm open to any points. I've had some. I've heard some good arguments on the fact. But at the end of the day, it takes place at like 6 p.m. on December 24th in California. Um, and again, the Christmas references alone abound. Uh, make it a, a Christmas movie. I feel, and there just uh-huh. isn't. Uh, an argument on the other front
0: and i am completely in agreement with my good friend doug here so um yeah you guys bring it on you guys we'll we'll argue it to the to the death well maybe not to the death but well we'll be hanging on there pretty tight the Um, pop
1: culture gladiators out there we welcome your feedback
0: we do indeed are you not entertained
1: (laughs) that's the goal you have to be entertained no matter what you're watching you know don't waste your time on the silly things if you haven't seen the movie yet go check it out it's 80s style violence. It's, it's, it is it's overly violent, but it's a good movie um, before it got really cheesy in the 90s and everything else um, and before Bruce Willis became the, the Uber star who's slowly working his way back into the um, genre today to some extent.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk a couple minutes about Giving Tuesday, which is happening. We're recording this on Monday, but the Giving Tuesday is actually happening tomorrow. So that's November 27th. Um and this is a fairly recent um movement, isn't it?
1: Uh Giving Tuesday's only been around for a few years. It's grown in popularity every year as it's kind of been in tandem with the Cyber Monday and Black Friday online sales surge over the last couple of years. Um so it's in combination of it follows Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and then Cyber Monday and Small Business Saturday as a theme day where nonprofits around the world really can uh ask their friends, donors, countrymen, neighbors, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Worth their uh, non of choice over the course of a 24-hour period. It is an online version, if you will, of the traditional PBS telethon, or that you've seen, you know, with celebrities making phone calls and taking donations. Now done across social media, email, and video. Um, this is our third year doing it at the college. Last year was pretty successful. Uh, we're trying to do 120 gifts just on this this day alone, which we're having some success with. Um, so it's really a case to: no matter any donation is a great donation over the course of the day. Um, to support our students or our faculty here. And we hope those that we reach out to contribute and support, it's really about supporting the program of your choice. If you were an athlete, we ask you to support the athletics program. If you were an honor student, support the PTK program. If you got a scholarship, give back to that scholarship and ask a student or give the student the same responsibilities and and opportunities that you had when you were a student. Um, So it's really a chance for you to help make an impact on a current student or faculty member here uh, during a one day period. Um, And we hope those that see this contribute to whatever their their general nonprofit is. But if you need one, Delaware County would be happy to work with you.
0: Yes, as would Silver Peak Performance, my um, swim team here in the North Los Angeles area. Um, Doug, what's the most creative um, Giving Tuesday event or marketing uh, trick that you've seen out there?
1: I've seen a lot of related uh, social, it's all basically on social media. The one of the more successful that I saw this past year, which was featured at the uh, case conference on community college advancement was Harper college last year commissioned an actual song, a giving song about giving okay. Tuesday that they was like the soundtrack of all their activities It was their theme for the day. And I was just, I've always been really impressed with the Harper team um, led by Michael and the team out there and Donna. Uh, I really just impressed with their creativity, their ing- ingenuity. Um, and I happen to think that is one of the most creative that I've seen over the last couple of years from a higher education perspective. But I've seen a number of different uh, celebrity social media posts uh, using Elf on the Shelf and other things to get the word out. Um, people partner with uh, Amazon Smile and others to get the word out. So it's really about uh, how creative you can be, but not spending a lot of money, time, or effort. It's about being, you know, self-creative. And I really think Harper last year did a phenomenal job of doing something different while seeing a great amount of success.
0: That's fantastic. Um, and you guys are doing something a little smaller. You had a, a administrator just pass away, so you're honoring him t- today, right?
1: So uh, we just, uh, unfortunately, Dr. Parker, our former president, uh, who was on campus for 40 years, and his last 13 as president passed away last week after a short battle of cancer, and we are just uh, at a real loss throughout the college community. Yeah. Um, so uh, unfortunately, in his obituary, he did announce, uh, the family announced that they want to honor him in some way. Family and friends are invited to Support the college for his specific scholarship that he created. Um, I'll probably be making my own gift to that scholarship. Dr. Parker was one of the best uh, educational leaders that I've seen, um, well respected, well spoken, just a nice, friendly man who would uh, give you five minutes in the hallway, knew every employee, um, the epitome of higher education leadership and community leader. He was widely recognized and respected in both our county and our neighboring counties uh, for his impact on education. Um, so, uh, friends and family are invited to uh, support him and his legacy by making a gift to our college, but we've uh, fund a variety of different projects tomorrow. We have a local cupcake food truck show up. If you wanna do something nice for a coworker or a student, you can buy some fancy cupcakes and then 20% of the take goes back to us at the end of the day. Um, we'll give away free coffee to any donor on campus that stops by our office in the morning, free coffee. Well, that's or- cool. Um, so if they come by and, and make a pledge or a payroll deduction, uh, we try to treat them to a warm beverage on a cold day. Um, little things like that go a long way to uh, keep the team Um, interested and active on Giving Tuesday, and hopefully we see a good response this year.
0: Yeah, that sounds really great. Um, You know, we're out here in Southern California, so we can do more outside things. Um, We've done a carnival at my day job the past couple of years, and we're scaling that down. This year, we're going to do a social media campaign to raise money for our, our pantry, our food pantry here on campus. And I know for me, personally, I'll be supporting that and I'll be getting the word out for my swim team. We're doing our year-end campaign um, called Anyone Can Be a Swimmer. And Act Dog used to be a swimmer, too.
1: As a former 500 freestyler and uh, breaststroker uh, in medley relays and whatnot, I commend your anyone that, that takes the plunge and jumps off the blocks. Um, uh, it's a great sport. I wish I could get back into it. Um, I haven't had the time recently, but I'm thinking that's going to be my 19 resolution. Uh, my body needs it. My shoulders need it. Um, I just really enjoy, it's a team sport, but also an um, individual sport where you're competing against the person next to you while trying to help the team overall. Um, a big fan of uh, sports in general. I learned so much on my four years of the Widener Swim team and from just teamwork in general that it's helped me over my last uh, 19 years as a professional. Team effort, teamwork, uh, leadership, uh, everything I learned, basically I learned on the pool deck or from my coach, and I try and bring that to the table every single day
0: that's rad and yeah p- swimming is amazing and i we also we also both agree that butterfly is evil
1: uh, butterfly is the uh it's the devil's uh, creation uh, it has no business being in the im at all it should just be the m um freestyle <laughs> uh, i'm a big fan of michael Phelps. i have, i was wearing his t-shirt yesterday i i really give the guy credit or any uh long distance butterfly like he does because yeah. i just think it's the worst sport or worst stroke ever created I'd sooner do a, a 1650, which I've done of all freestyle, before mm-hmm. even one 100 of butterfly, which is four lengths. Um, that just shows my distaste. And it's <laughs> a hard effort, because my coach would torture me, uh, butterfly was always the first stroke. So you get your all your energy sapped, and then you going to try and catch it up over the course of the way. I don't have the hip motion. I don't have the feet for it. I would always bring it strong home in breaststroke, and uh, really a fan of the breaststroke and freestyle portion of any medley.
0: Yes, and this is why we get along so well. We both share the same desire in strokes and swimming. We both appreciate pop culture and uh, movies and television, and we're both fundraisers, and we both work at community colleges. I don't know. We might be the same person. Doug. I we just might,
1: don't know. There, you're, well, you're west coast and I'm east coast, so if we keep. Yeah, your,
0: that's right. We're filling we the, the gap.
1: West coast, east coast, represent.
0: All right. What? Put your hands up. Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna end the show now. We're going a little over the 15 minutes, but you know what? This has totally been worth it. A, because I get to catch up with my friend, and B, Doug is just full of so much different information and he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, Doug, if people do want to connect with you either to talk about movies or to learn more about getting involved in philanthropy, are you comfortable sharing like how they can find you?
1: Uh, you're welcome to contact me anytime. I'm a big believer in uh, sharing of resources and information, and maybe we can trade information and resources someday. I might have a problem I can help you solve. You might have a problem you can help me solve someday. You can uh, find me at Delaware County Community College. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn is usually the best way most people find me. Uh, email address, the simplest one is alumni at dcc3c.edu. Uh, reach out to me anytime. I'll, I'm happy to help in either the community college space or the returning student face or anything else. Because I believe in collaboration and teamwork on all fronts, so I always look forward to a good conversation. And anytime I can talk to Chris on a number of different fronts is always a good time to talk to Chris.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and and likewise, absolutely, likewise. Um, as long as
1: we don't, as long as we agree, we will never uh, do butterfly in the same pool ever because it's just a terrible uh, way to spend like two minutes of your time.
0: I would rather go to the dentist than do that. So.
1: I would rather go to like the DMV than do like a hundred of yeah,
0: you
1: know, I'd ra- think of any I'd rather get an audit. no, no intended um than do any two hundred medley relay that includes a butterfly event.
0: I would rather pick up the dog poop than that,
1: that's I, I'd buy that. That's fair. Butterfly is just the worst. Um, maybe I just was never taught, but I would rather do just about anything other than two laps of butterfly to begin an individual medley.
0: I, I could not agree with you more. Um, Highest respect for the people that dig the butterfly, but it is Absolutely. not for me. Okay, no. so Doug, as you know very, very well, according to Liv Tyler in Empire Records, there are 24 usable hours in every day. So let's just say tomorrow you woke up and suddenly you had a 25th hour, an, an extra hour that just came out of the sky and said, Hello, I'm here. How would you spend that one extra hour? And you can only do something for yourself.
1: Uh, I probably. Uh do a little bit of writing. Um, I'd probably like to start writing to some extent, whether it's work related or or just social related and get some of these thoughts out of my head. I'd probably like to spend one hour a day uninterrupted with a table and a cup of coffee or or beverage uh, and just put thoughts to paper. Uh, That would probably be the one thing that I would like to do. Uh, I just haven't had the time to really sit down and do anything on it, but it's a long-term goal um, to do sometime in the future.
0: Absolutely. That's fantastic. And if that day, if we woke up and the 25th hour day happened to also be Rex Manning day, would you do anything different?
1: Uh, Well, aside from celebrating Rex Manning day um, and just enjoying it to the fullest. um, No, I'd really try to, uh, since my father passed away several years ago and, and, other people I know, I really just try and carpe diem as much as I can, whenever I can and not turn down any opportunity, whether it's professional opportunity or social opportunity. I really try and squeeze as much as I can into a given day or given week uh, to feel like I've, I've done everything I can possible to help somebody that day or to even help myself. Um, sometimes it comes at a detriment to myself. I spread myself too thin, but uh, I believe in firmly just taking advantage of anything that comes your way because uh, you never know what adventure might come next.
0: And damn the man, uh, that's damn fantastic.
1: The, the empire.
0: Damn Absolutely. the man. Okay, so I've been talking to my good friend, Doug Ferguson, and he is from Delaware County Community College in the Philadelphia area. This is the Elevate Your 8 podcast. I'm Chris McPeak, and elevators, we are out of here.
1: This is Charles McPeak, Head Coach and Aquatics Director of Silver Peak Performance. A team with one national championship and seven top tens, 2018 and counting. Silver Peak Performance is proud to be one of the sponsors of the Elevate Your Eight podcast. If you're in the LA area and want to check out a practice, please visit our website at silverpeakperformance.com.